Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Every six months, the hype train rolls into town, and this time it's headed straight for a bloody... Gr- <laughs> <laughs> a bloody grey orchard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad start when you laugh at your own jokes. Yes, uh, WWDC, dear listener, and you're here for our third Apple special, but I won't do the sound effect that we did last time. Uh, I'm joined by MacWorld's deputy editor, Mr. David Price. Hello. Uh, engagement editor of MacWorld and PC advisor, Ashley Macro. Hi. And senior staff writer, all those titles, me, and staff writer, sorry, Dom, <laughs> at those titles, Dom Hi. Preston. Hi. Um Sorry, I probably should have practiced the introduction. <laughs> Nobody noticed. No. It was perfect. <laughs> so we're here to talk about WWDC. Apple, uh, for the first time in four years, announced hardware uh, at that event. Normally, we only get hardware at the latter end of the year. Am I right, David? But this and time... And the start of the year. Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> Three <laughs> times. Well, Three everything I've said is wrong, though. <laughs> no one corrected my six-month thing. Oh, we're the authority on everything ago. Apple. What happened six months ago? I just thought they only did it twice a year, Christmas. so I said six months. Christmas, yeah. Yeah. But we're getting... Yeah, what is like Christmas for Apple fans? We're getting a s- summer special um, with some tasty new hardware. Am I right? <laughs> well, um, yeah, there's loads of hardware. Yeah. I-, I wanted to talk about iPad hardware. Okay, please hardware do. I know you... Primarily. Yeah. What's special um, about the 10.5-inch iPad Pro? Catchy. Well, it has a, it has a, <laughs> has a 10.5-inch screen. It's the first time uh, Apple's done that. They, they're a bit weird with screen stuff because um, a long time ago they were they were all about simplicity and they've got more and more and more uh, fragmented. Yep. And I'm, I don't know if I completely like this direction. So they now they now sell four iPads in four different screen sizes. Goes yep. from uh, 7.9, that's the mini, 9.7 is the iPad, 10.5 this new one, and they also still sell the 12.9. So... In theory, that's good because you, whatever size of screen you want, there is an iPad for it. But yeah. I think most people find that quite confusing, particularly because two of them have the same name. Two of them are called iPad Pro. Then there's the iPad and the iPad Mini. I mean, it, it just seems to me like quite confusing. So the the iPad Pro, the they've updated the specs so that the 10.5 inch, which is new and replaces the 9.7 yes. iPad Pro, now has pretty much the same specs as the 12.9 inch iPad Pro. Well, the weird way, and again, this is confusing, the way it used to work was that the 12.9 Pro was actually not as good as the 9.7 inch Pro. Because it had been out for longer. Yeah, so, I mean, I suppose that makes sense in a way, but they, they released the 12.9 inch Pro. Six months later, they completely made it obsolete, and they just said, here's a 9.7 inch one, which is cheaper, and it has a true tone display and a flash, That's right, and better yeah. cameras, and it was just really annoying. Um, but now the two Pros are 
essentially matching. You okay. don't know if they have the same amount of RAM. Nobody nobody split it apart yet. Could, okay. Because it used to be two gig and four gig RAM. But they have the same processor. They have the same cameras. They have. Um, they both have this. I can't remember what they call it. Pro motion was it? The screens. Um, One hundred and twenty uh, hertz. Yeah, it all hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and they look really good. The ten point five inch actually is quite interesting because they, the re, the way they've got this larger screen in. So you said it was nine point seven before. Now it's ten point five. Is that they've made the uh, the bev, the bezels down the side thinner? Yeah. So it's actually it's only very fractionally larger than the nine point seven inch Pro was, but has a quite a bit larger screen. Okay. Uh, it is it's a little bit longer and a little bit wider than the iPad, but it's also a lot thinner. So those two things balance each other out pretty okay. much perfectly. It's actually the same weight as the iPad, despite having a, a bigger screen. What's uh, the price difference? Uh, a lot. Uh, so the <laughs> it really is. Hold on, let me look at my notes. Uh, the iPad, the nine point seven inch one, the cheapest one, starts at three three nine, which is all right, um, yeah. quite manageable. This new ten point five inch one starts at six one nine. Okay, um, and it goes all the way up to one thousand and nineteen pounds. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have to stress that they have doubled the storage allocation? So it starts with sixty four gig and goes up to a cool half a terabyte of storage for wow. the top model. Because um, your, your notes say 9.7, but is that 10.5? Yes, that's 10.5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done for shaming David over the audience. That. That's, that's lovely. No, no shaming. Sorry. As long as the um, yeah, it's because I, I, I cut and pasted from my old prices. So ah, I see. I see what he's done, listener. So <laughs> we go back to the old prices. And so a new 10.5-inch iPad Pro, which replaces the 9.7-inch one, yes. is actually being sold at... Uh, Quite um, a bit more expensive. Yeah, I mean, that's suppose, 70 quid more. I suppose you should expect that. 70 quid more, screen. but a bigger screen, better display tech, and uh, double double the storage and as well. And double the storage, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a funny one because they got rid of the 16 gig uh, storage allocation, which is just not enough. I, no. I still have um, a 16 gig iPhone 6S, yep. and it's just a pain. You're always having to uh, delete apps. But I think 32 is fine as an entry level. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want more, absolutely 128 is nice. 256 is nice. I don't know if anybody really needs 512. I don't know <laughs> I don't know if 64 that's is... A, that's a lot is, of porn, is, isn't, isn't it? it? <laughs> yes, it is. Pro, um, pro is nearly the word porn. It's quite, <laughs> quite dissimilar. It's, it's 25% different. iPad porn. Um, Deep insights here today. I think maybe the, the iPad porn would sell well initially. I think it would. But yeah, I suppose what they're doing here is making pro, they're trying to say, like, if you're a pro guy, you can have lots of, I don't know, what, yep. what do yeah. pro people have? Raw images? Well, raw, raw images, video projects. Uh, Ashley, you are. I was just arts. going to say that. Are they, well, yeah, digital arts, people who are doing all these big files, does this mean that they're going to start releasing much more powerful apps that have much larger file sizes? And yeah. I feel like it's. Even though it's nowhere near a laptop replacement yet, there's something about this WWDC that made me feel like that's the way they're heading. They're definitely they're trying, to it. Yeah, they're trying much harder. And like some of the things in iOS 11 that they yeah. announced, like the Files app and stuff like that, mm-hmm. is very much... Absolutely. Um, and the multitasking as well. Yeah, it's... it feels like they're trying to make it much easier for you to use the iPad for a lot more stuff. So then in that case, maybe you will need a lot more... I think um, with this for Apple, it's always the long game um, because of the way that they presented the iPad. As it, you know, the original marketing was very uh, confident, wasn't it? It was like it was laptop replacement. Yeah. Um, 
where and when they suddenly realize oh actually perhaps ios can't do all the things yeah. your computer can such as the file system so yeah. instead of just like rescinding on it they're doing a very slow building out of this product line now yeah. and like you say actually the file system um they sort of i thought quite shamelessly in the uh keynote were like that craig frederigo craig frederigo was standing there basically showing you how you can click and drag files into a folder <laughs> like, like they just reinvented it yeah, yeah but it's still it's still groundbreaking within that context within yeah. that context yes um, it's just funny that they were kind of saying, look how we made it much better by making it more like how a laptop works, yeah. but very fiddly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I right. mean, it, I always made sense at the time, but it has limitations. Hmm. Uh, and they they seem to be forging quite a nice compromise between what you need to do in touchscreen format and what you need to do to be able to do yeah. work yeah. on a tablet. And I, yeah, I think you're right. iOS is really significant, actually. And the stuff that's in it, I'm I'm quite... I said before this that I'm not particularly excited, but I actually... When, when <laughs> I talk, knew you would get excited. When, when we talk about iOS, I am. Like the, uh, the, the sort of app picker, yeah. um, what would you call that, interface. Yeah. Very cool. And the, the fact that you can have four apps running at once. What, on, the, on, the screen, the, on the screen. On the screen at once yeah. by using all the like, picture-in-picture stuff and, yeah. and widgets and stuff. Actually, what else, what else have we got going on on iOS? Because there's an expanded well, dock for the pros now, right? Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, well... With the iPads, there was loads of new announcements that just are for iPad for iOS 11. So I think it's more exciting if you are planning on getting a new iPad or already have one. Um, I think the iOS 11 update is much more exciting for those people. Um, so, yeah, we've got the dock, which um, is customizable. It's a lot more like the dock on a Mac now. Um, you can access Mac's a, it. Mac's a laptop, isn't it, guys? <laughs> or a desktop. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can... Um, you can get to that from any screen as well. So but it sounds like really boring things that should already happen. You but said it was going to be exciting. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, I suppose. Is, yeah, go on, go on. Sorry. I was just going to say it, it, it sounds boring, but actually these boring things are things we needed. I kind of like that they haven't yeah. tried to be all flashy and, and you know, add things that are unnecessary. Instead, they've had a look and thought, right, how can we actually make this easier to use for normal people who can use this every day? Yeah, it's just productivity stuff, yeah. isn't it? It's just like day-to-day make it a smoother, easier experience, especially if you're actually trying to work on it yeah. rather than just using it to watch Netflix or something. Exactly. Yeah. So you've got the Files app, you've got the Dock, you've got Drag and Drop now, which we didn't have before. Um, they've improved... Apparently you can use a Drag and Drop on iPhone as well. Yeah, I heard rumours about that. that. Oh, okay. I didn't show it. that it was iPad only, but that one apparently yeah. is cross device. But you'll be able to drag like... This also sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud, but um, <laughs> like... An image from your Photos app, you can just drag it into an email. You couldn't do that before. That, that did look really cool, but how mm. would you do that on an iPhone without split screen? Yeah, that's true. I do not know. <laughs> you, might have, you might have been able to do all the drag and drop stuff. No. Yeah, but some of the functionality will carry over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the keyboard, you don't have to switch between the different keyboards for accessing like symbols and numbers now. You can just like hold and swipe and stuff yeah. like that. So it's all like really simple stuff that I think is going to make a huge difference to people who actually use their iPad all the time. Yeah. AR is quite flashy though. Yeah. That, yeah. That well, they... the, and, and, and perversely, that was the thing that excited me the least, but what's the most? <laughs> yeah. Of... Can you explain to the listener if they didn't see it, what, what was happening there? The, the demonstration, at least, that they gave. Yeah, so what they, they were doing it with, like, a cup of tea or something. Like yeah. yeah they a little. cup of tea and a little lamp. Yeah. So you hold up your iPhone with this... Is it, I don't know if it's meant to be an app within the, the iPhone I or whatever. I think... 
They're they're basically releasing um, the AR kit, aren't they, for for developers? Yeah. So developers developers are going to be able to build in this technology into their app. So it's going to be loads of different apps that are going to be able to use AR. Even Pokemon Go, which already does use it, they're saying they're suggesting it's going to be a hell of a lot better and more Even realistic. Pokemon Go is going to get better. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that's hard to imagine. <laughs> but it's just going to look more like the things are actually sitting on the ground and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. it's basically more a sort of technology that they're opening up to app developers yeah well they, they demonstrated a game um that's what i was thinking of a little sci-fi looked, thing it looked a bit lame yeah it did look a bit <laughs> rubbish <laughs> but basically he, he was holding up the camera and and it showed presumably his little desk or whatever but then all the all the characters were appearing on the screen as if they were in real life yeah and i don't i mean ar has never really been something i'm interested in because it, as a as this sort of entertainment thing, as a mm. as a useful sort of holding it up and it'll tell you what the building you're in front of is, I think it's fantastic. Mm. Yeah. But as, as a gaming thing, because it's not immersive, it's not actually drawing you in like VR does. Yeah. I think I could just keep thinking, well, I'm just looking at a screen and it's the same as any other game, and that game. Yeah. Pretty it's pretty. It's, it's very niche, isn't it? And it yeah. probably appeals to yeah. um, developers who want to try and produce some sort of software that is that hasn't been done before. I mean, yeah. the, the thing the thing that they were doing with that demo when it was kind of like was it like a fantasy. See, like fight scene that they were doing, sci-fi, those spaceships coming in. What it made me think was like, if you were really into Warhammer. I'm so but, into war, but but you don't have like two grand to drop on a Warhammer collection. Yeah, you no, could you could play like a tabletop game if you both have an iPad, which uh, yeah, is, <laughs> yeah. these numbers approaching two grand. But um, <laughs> it would be a way to play a game like that without having to invest. Yeah, a lot there of time will be some effort. cool board game and tabletop gaming oh, applications yeah. of AR. Yeah. That's what. That's exactly um, what I was. That's the, that's the only thing I could think of. That yeah, would, uh, I don't think it's interesting for video games <laughs> like in the traditional sense, but yeah, for like yeah. tabletop games, there could be some mm. really cool stuff. But yeah, like I mean, like like Ashley alluded to, um, uh, and yourself, David. Um, this is quite cool for people who already own these products because it's going to be a free upgrade. Uh, but when do they get it for iOS eleven? Um, so probably September. Yeah, they, they just say autumn, don't they? When the yeah. iPhones come out, when the new iPhones come out. But but we can get it. Well, developers can get it now. And um, Were people willing to impersonate developers. Yes, <laughs> um, but it does cost ninety nine dollars to sign up to the developer account. But then for free, it will be available to public users in July, we think. Yeah, but, the beta, you mean? Yeah, the beta. Yeah, sorry, the beta. Um, so for testing, but I don't know. We wouldn't recommend everybody go and download it on their main phone right away. But um, yeah, it will crash. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but it is, it's going to be available to people because they decided. But there are a few other things that I haven't even said, like for iPhone, um, redesigned App Store, which is quite a big one. Yeah, it looks like change. the Apple Music app. Yeah, it looks more like the Apple Music app, and it has like games, um, apps, and today tabs, three different tabs. Um, That's a bit like, yeah, they used to do App of the Week and put that front and centre, didn't they? Yeah, mm. so I think it's going to be quite, quite fun to use and a bit better for discovery. Yeah. Um, so I was worried it might be worse for discovery because it seems to put more of an emphasis on like one app at a time. It yeah, felt to me a bit I more like it'll so. really narrow down to a few apps doing very well and make it harder for... Yeah. others to break through but. i do feel like they're focusing on the wrong aspect of the app store though the whole problem with the app store is search yeah, yeah. i yeah. mean i don't really care which apps they show me on the home page there's never going to be enough as you said enough slots on there to yeah. show enough even to skim the surface but search the problem with search is that people can keyword stuff on there yeah. all sorts of things that anyone that's tried to work towards google search optimization it's going to seem like it's 2002. The yeah. stuff you can get away with on App Store search. It's shameless. People, people yeah. changing the name of their company to include free racing game. And that's <laughs> works. You know, it's absurd. Mm. Um, so I haven't heard anything from them about fixing search. I suppose they, they maybe didn't talk about that, but it's possible that it's part of the redesign. We'll have to, I suppose, see. Yeah, we hope so. 
because yeah. uh, some of the some of the other things that they um, concentrated on, which I thought was a well, the fact they're calling the new Mac OS High Sierra um, <laughs> yeah. from Sierra kind of shows you that this is a kind of a point upgrade, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Which they always are. The but... leopard to snow leopard thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lion to mountain. Lion. Yeah, exactly. Um, and even dro- he dropped a joke about it not meaning that they were baked. Smoked. Yeah, <laughs> baked. Yeah, yeah. Cool it's not words. half baked. Or <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah, was. It. Very um, but yeah, the, 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 I had to cover this, and some of the things they were talking about were there's better search in photos, there's better search in mail, mm-hmm. um, and they will improve the um, the intelligence of their of their search systems. So perhaps it, it will bring itself to that. Yeah. Um, so that well, that's all about machine learning, so that it's better search for you. But an app store, you can't improve that in the same I don't way, know if can you? you? Can. I mean. Unless it just remembers... They've got to be so careful, though, because they can't scale back really hardline on that, can they? Because all those developers are... They, they want to be on there, and obviously they're playing dirty, but they don't want to discourage people from developing on their platform, do they? They make a lot of money from dirty apps, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that. Yeah, so I, I don't know if they want to do that. Um, but what else is new in Mac OS? Well, um, well, I wrote down kind of the highlights, which are... Not very high. <laughs> <laughs> Are you excited about um, uh, autoplay videos being killed? Uh, That's I, great news for us, isn't it? Great news for the uh, yeah the digital industry. Uh, auto autoplay, yeah. Um, and any um, it has this thing called intelligent tracking prevention as well. So your it's it's an example of Apple being more aware of um, the privacy of their users, and that yeah, obviously you won't block what you're looking at from you or your your service provider, but it will be, le- be harder for third party uh, third parties to get hold of your browsing information, basically. So if you're looking at um, a board game on Amazon and then you go to a different site, you won't necessarily see that same board game popping up? Pretty much, yes. Uh, so hopefully, yeah, you know, the whole thing, buy a Hoover on Amazon and then they'll recommend you five more Hoovers or whatever. <laughs> um, was it Chris that was, that was covering it with us and he was saying that he'd rather have better ads buy them using cookies? He wanted to get targeted ads towards him yeah i'm kind of sympathetic to that I, I don't mind that kind of use of cookies if it does when it works i mean like the example you give with the hoover is a case where it, it obviously doesn't work where you buy so something crude, and then you it? get advertised yeah. well buy that buy more of that thing it's like, no, I, <laughs> yeah. i've got one i'm fine thanks yeah. yeah they don't understand the difference between a hoover and a packet of coffee yeah it? right <laughs> i think something i did want to ask you guys because i mean uh, obviously, we've covered it ex- extensively on macworld.co.uk, but the macOS stuff isn't going to set the world on fire. If you have Sierra, there'll probably be things day to day that you like, but much like a lot of the uh, software things that we see at WWDC, they're not very headline features. Like there's a there's a more efficient file system now. Yeah, <laughs> that copies things a bit faster, which is that yeah. will that will improve day to day work workflow and stuff like that. But something uh, I was thinking about Siri, they concentrated a lot about how it they've improved the uh, likeliness of the voice it's slightly less robotic now yeah. and um this it's the only one that still provides a male and a female voice every other major um ai assistant doesn't do that it's all right yeah mostly they're women um but apple you can pick but one thing they didn't concentrate on was if they had improved siri <laughs> yeah well i find siri quite good I don't they know. did talk about that they've improved siri in ios 11 so i'm assuming that they're going to apply all of that to macOS as well but they didn't really talk about it that much did they because they said it was going to be smarter now and it can translate things now and all that stuff so I'm assuming yeah. that they will they apply that to macOS as I'd well? hope so um I've got a Google Home and it's it's not as good <laughs> as everyone imagines it is um it still does struggle in the same areas that I find Siri also struggles um 
But I think the thing that Apple is trying to crack, which Google is improving on, is the conversational thing, the contextual yeah. uh, mm. conversation that you can have with a, a digital assistant. Because um, am I right in saying that if you ask Siri something, say, about the weather or whatever, you can't then ask it something contextual? You can say, yeah, what's like, the weather and, like And tomorrow? what about tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. you have to re-ask it. I don't know. Yeah, they didn't really talk about that, did they? They did say it was going to be smarter, but mostly for if you're looking at something in Safari or on on a news page, it will remember Mm. that you've just looked at that thing. And then when you go to messages, maybe you want to message about that thing to the person. Like instead of contextual in terms of what you've just asked, it's looking at what you've been doing on your computer or your phone. I suppose also it, it depends who Apple has opened up. Uh, to in terms of developers for for what the app can even yeah. do yeah right? I so. yeah. you could probably it would do stuff like order an uber or what have you but you can't get it to do something on an app that's smaller than uber basically <laughs> like yeah. had, like i don't know the, the the national rail app it, it wouldn't mind that app for information would it because it's not linked to siri it would just yeah, google it probably say i'll just yeah. search the web for that yeah um is there anything else software wise that you got excited about david oh. loves watches you have oh. a watch <laughs> so excited about watching it's probably something siri related that you're excited about as well right uh yeah we could talk about that first there's a there's a few things actually i thought watch os 4 looks really really good um because you can have buzz Lightyear now <laughs> well, buzz Lightyear watch face <laughs> okay so there's new all right there's new watch faces <laughs> that's cool that's that's not and some of the well no this is what i'm going to say is that some of the watch faces are yeah superficial there is um toy story yep. characters and they have new animations blah 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 uh, and there's a kaleidoscope face, which yeah. you can sort of turn the watch, the uh, the dial, and it changes form and stuff, and it, it looks fine. But another new watch face is called the Siri face, uh, and this um, it makes it look like the notification center in iOS. Mm-hmm. So it has these um, uh, notifications and app shortcuts and stuff like that, and it's supposed to adapt what what ones of those there are on your watch face, depending on what you've been doing lately and what time of day it is and things yeah. like that. Like Google Now cards. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But this is this, but this is new to new to Apple. I was surprised they didn't. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Show that on iPhone because I switch between 
Android and uh, um, Apple, and um, I wasn't really ribbing it there. Uh, but Google, Google Now cards are, do have their flaws, but they will present you with information uh, depending on your location, time of day, um, world events, things like that. But yeah, so I mean, Apple does do this in iOS already okay. as of iOS 10. They call it proactive, uh, and then they seem to get rid of that brand for some reason. Um, but it is new to the watch. Um, right. And obviously, it's something we need to test out. But I was trying to think of the practicalities of it, and because they were saying, well, you know, you want different things on your watch in the morning to the evening. Yeah. They already have a function for that where you can swipe very easily between different watch faces, each of which can be customised. And I never do that because mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm an unusually focused Apple Watch user, but I just have certain uh, certain metrics I need on my on my watch face. Yeah. Other than aesthetics, I was thinking maybe, you know, I was borrowing a, a sort of fancy Apple Watch strap for a while. And if I'd want to have like a red face to match that, I might swipe to, yeah. to that. But so, you, what, that, so what you're saying is that you don't really want to be someone who has to swap bet- between watch faces. You want the same one the whole time. Yeah, Because well, yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. I can't even particularly see that, that the Siri face would be an appealing thing for me. But maybe it's one of those things you have to use. Yeah. You know? I mean... It, <laughs> I only use about four apps on my Apple Watch. I use them very heavily. <laughs> yeah. and I, I do think it's a good product. But I haven't got really into the app ecosystem the way that I have with the iPhone and the iPad. Well, I don't blame you because um, they're rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> Largely rubbish. <laughs> they, they do seem to have changed the design language um, in WatchOS 4, which is quite interesting. They, they've basically switched from horizontal scrolling as a default to vertical scrolling, Yep. which makes sense because they have the, the dial. That makes much right. more sense, yeah. But it's interesting. Like just, Google. Well, yeah, <laughs> Android Wear 2 is a vertical scroll. So on, like nice. a, on a landscape screen, it makes sense to have horizontal scroll. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, menu that you, the menu that you get when you press the, with the watch button on WatchOS 3 it, it doesn't make sense to go sideways because you have to swipe oh. with your finger, but the, yeah. when you have that crown, you might as well go vertically. Or right, you can so. use your finger as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a strange product, the Apple Watch, still, because it has so many multiple input techniques. Yeah. You, you can always tap and scroll... But you also have these two hardware buttons that you can sort of get away with not using, and the and the dial in WatchOS three and earlier didn't really get used very much. Yeah. Now it's going to be more of a fundamental interface thing. Um, but the I said I only use like four apps. Two of those are workout and activity. They're changing quite a bit. Yeah. There are some new interesting things. You love for closing that. your rings, don't you? <laughs> you always say this. I don't, I don't think that's I actually think it's an unfortunate. It's not really. It's just an unfortunate choice of words. I think. Um, yeah. So they've got uh, something I've been really, really keen for them to do is they've got uh, data transfer in real time with uh, treadmills. Uh, well, uh, another, okay. another fitness compatible things, treadmills. <laughs> which is yeah, well, yeah, that's gonna, that's going to be the issue for a while. But the fact they've started this process now, people are all going to start getting that built in. Yeah, everyone at the gym has an iPhone, so it's just a matter of time. Because <laughs> that's always really annoyed me. Because I, I, uh, as you said, I love to close my rings, and I think they're very important. Um, <laughs> very important rings. They are, and whenever I go on the treadmill, I'm, I'm primarily a treadmill runner. Really, yeah. It's wildly inaccurate, of course, because okay. you're, yeah. you're just, you know, jumping up and down. Essentially, as far as the watch is concerned, it doesn't realise you're on a treadmill. Um, and but you have this accurate metric right in front of you. Why not access that? So that's good. And, and they've also brought in high intensity interval training, uh-huh. which I like as well. So that's you know a few nice things coming in WatchOS Four. Because Ashley Macro famously rubbished the first gen Apple Watch. I did. Savaged it was on Macworld before it got for, the first for, in a update. Clickbait article. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't clickbait. It. it was just my opinion. It was but, my true but, opinion. But, but I mean, aside from <laughs> having not really used one since then, do, do any of the updates? Aside from Toy Story, excite you. Well, as soon as WatchOS 2 came out, it was like a million times better. So yeah, they, I wrote that very early yeah, on. Yeah. So 
I think I haven't used one since, but I think I would probably enjoy it a lot more than I did then. <laughs> the, the Series 2 is a huge jump forward from the first-gen Apple Watch. Yeah. And as you said, WatchOS 2, 3 and now 4 have also been really, really significant updates yeah. um, that have made it a lot faster and much more much easier to use um which is just it's i think it's a really really good platform now really good product yeah and tvos has amazon now so Yay. that's what happened there um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so just before we move on to the final thing that uh, dominic covered um there is something that was kind of floating around as a rumor but never leaked didn't really um didn't really get talked about much before um but apple has announced the imac pro which yeah. is not an update to the old trash can which apparently is coming next year. But um, earlier in the year, Apple did that strange thing where they invited a few select US journalists to Apple campus and basically told them, chill out, we got it a bit wrong, which was very weird of Apple. Um, But this seems to be what they've worked on first, which is um, the first ever space grey iMac, which is pretty pretty cool. Um, So it's it's available in December. That's that's the the worst swear word you've ever done on the podcast. Is it? You've ever... We've Chris, like, we flirted around that word. <laughs> Chris can edit me. Uh, it's also pretty damned expensive. Um, it will be five thousand US dollars. That's how much it's. That's a starting. That's a starting yeah, price. That's the so model. I wrote down a lot of words that I don't really understand. Um, <laughs> so that will, that price will be for um, the product that has eight cores, basically, and it also has ten core, but it goes up to eighteen, which is insane. How many cores do I need, Henry? Oh, probably just the one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they have Intel Xenon pro- processors. Um, it's just a, a, a crazy machine um, with up to 128 gigabytes of RAM. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is <laughs> just stupid. And this is coming <laughs> below the Mac Pro. So they're gonna they're gonna yeah. have an i. They got the iMac this out now. The mm-hmm. iMac Pro, which is coming out in December. And then beyond that, there will be the Mac Pro that comes out next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but the Mac Pro is a bit more customizable, isn't it? And also. Um, it doesn't have the because the iMac Pro is still an all-in-one. Yeah, right. so yeah. it's which is which is still nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, which makes it even more crazy. But um, so that's the difference between them. Which makes it, what kind of specs are they going to put in the Mac yeah. Pro if this yeah. is what they're putting in an iMac Pro? Yeah, yeah I don't know. You, would you would you imagine that that they'd have they have to price the Mac Pro cheaper, right? The Mac, you think know. the Mac Pro would be cheaper than the I don't really. I, don't I mean, you lose the screen, but equally it depends if they're aiming to make it higher spec wow. to compensate. So it could yeah. go either way. Yeah. Um, so that happened. We'll probably yeah. never get to use one. <laughs> Not that we sure would we need will. to. Um, some some guys in the office might need it for video editing purposes. So, yeah, I, I think I'll probably need one to write some articles. Yeah, on. <laughs> I think that, yeah, that that space grey uh, magic keyboard. Oh yeah, um, that'd be pretty slick. Can't even buy it in silver. You have to get it dark. So it's like you know when they bring out a new iPhone color, like everyone in the I don't know we workspace will know that you've <laughs> got the new iMac Pro. Yeah. Um, but yes, um, touching it earlier when we started talking about Google Home. But uh, yeah, there is an Apple speaker, and it's not called Siri speaker. Dom, what's it called? HomePod. <laughs> How do we feel about HomePod as a brand? Great. Yeah. So obviously, obviously iPod, right? Yeah. And then you got AirPods, which were so called because they came with an iPod. Yeah. And, and now you have AirPods. AirPods. Yeah. Which makes sense. So why return? Why return to HomePod? Is it just return? because it's the same? It's a continuation of the brand, combining it with because, the Home app because and, they, and the Home Kit API. Uh, yeah, they, those uh, are two Apple yeah. brands. Home Pod. It makes sense because they're pushing the music side of it, but it's, and it's just, the music side of things. It's 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 an ugly name. I don't. It's know. a really ugly name. I don't think I it's couldn't got the understand best ring to it. We were looking on Slack. 
I was looking on Slack as we were doing this, and you were all going on about how ugly it was and how ugly it. No, I, th- I think the product there. is cool. I don't think the. I think the. I think it's great. Just, I think it sounds really like boring and homey, like obviously yeah. home, but like you know, just not cool. It doesn't conjure sleek or cool. No. It conjures clunky and. Like something that an old person. Like might compared have. to yeah. Google Home, Amazon old. Echo, <laughs> Apple <laughs> Home Pod. <laughs> Home pod. Yeah. It just never sounds. Like, what's the Google one again? Google, Google home. home. Google Home. Just home. So why is that? It's simple. Home pod. Because well, the they, home. Yeah, know. you know. Should have done it quicker. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's three hundred and fifty US dollars and not out yet. No, December um, is when it's gonna. But like you said, Dom, it, it's, it's concentrating more on the music side of things. So. Yeah, they they made a really big push, um, which I guess is their way of differentiating it and kind of justifying the fact that it costs more than double Google's equivalent and just about double Amazon's. Um, so their big push is that it's, they were just talking about it as a music device. They started off just basically saying, comparing it to a Sonos speaker and just talking about it as the best music speaker you can buy and sort of saying, it'll be amazing sound quality. Uh, you know, sort of got custom designed subwoofer and six tweeters and all this kind of stuff <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> great sound stuff. It's got, um, it's got sort of spatial awareness. It will sort of scan the room that it's in and adjust its sound accordingly. Yeah. Uh, it'll also do that if there are two of them that work together to mm-hmm. scan the room appropriately and adjust to take account of the fact there's another speaker in the room Okay. if anyone actually invests in two of the things. Um, and then uh, talking up sort of the deep integration with Apple Music, which is the first sort of time they even really talked about the fact that it would be smart, which is just talking about how Siri will work nicely with apple music to do lots of obviously you know play the beatles or whatever but also mm-hmm. sort of play me more music like this and okay. who was the drummer on this song okay and stuff like that, that stuff that google home can't do like at the moment if you're on we can do it if you're in an app that it's connected to so like if you listen yeah. to spotify you can ask it what it is but pff, you look at your phone and then but <laughs> if you've got to say like uh, the radio one and you say okay google what track is this it'll be like you're listening to bbc six music yeah like, it doesn't it doesn't know that yet. But it's not clear if the HomePod will be any better for that because they were talking it up in relation to the Apple Music app. Yeah. It wasn't totally obvious, enough, I didn't like, think, from the... Yeah, which makes can't sense. can't do miracles. But, yeah. you know, it, it wasn't obvious how well it will work with other music apps, with radio, did, with stuff like did, that. Did they do a demo of it on stage? No. Because not... it was available afterwards for press. But I, I did note that it was the one piece of hardware they didn't demo on they stage. didn't demo on stage well, they just they had a nice video Pro either, did they? you it's... can't but the thing is you can't really demo yeah a product whose whole selling point is its audio quality because yeah people are listening to the I mean, more, they, yeah more of the, the smart demo. function yeah like what can it actually do i still feel like i don't really know i don't i don't think yeah. that they talked about it that well it's going to be a case of sort of discovering it yeah because again i think the point is they're really pushing the sound quality yeah there was yeah. no attempt to claim it was any smarter than Echo or Home. Siri isn't as smart. Because, because it's yeah. not. But, the, you know, that was like, the smartness was an afterthought. It was the last thing they mentioned. It was kind of, this is an amazing, amazing, amazing music speaker. Oh, and it's got Siri on. It's, it's kind of smart. Yeah. But I still think, even though I want to hate on it, and I don't like the name, um, it will sell so <laughs> many. Great. Oh, it will. It will do well. And because people people buy Sonos. They yeah. I hit the house out with thousands of pounds worth of sound equipment. Um, this is going to be in so many stockings and, and stuff. Like. The only thing I find funny is that the sort of people who care <laughs> that much about stocking. sound quality will already have an amazing sound system, yeah. so many. Yeah. And but for I 50 still, quid, you can get an Echo Dot and plug it in to your speakers. But I, I still think the people who do care about sound um, and have disposable income probably are going to own an iPhone and are probably going to go, I yeah. love sound, and there's no 
speaker in my. <laughs> I love sound. My, I love sound. There's no speaker I, I love in detecting my. sound with my ears. In my yeah. room, my iPhone stays in my room at night. I'll put one in my in my room. Yeah. So like, I I think it's very clever, and also it's just it is good for Siri. I think because it's another piece of hardware that is new to Apple that they've given to developers to play with. Yeah. Which is the way that they have to improve their. They're getting really AI. good about opening yeah. up all yeah. their APIs. Yeah. And I mean, it's a big thing about Apple just keeping people in the ecosystem. I think, especially given how relatively late to market they are for a smart speaker, you know, the Echo's been out for ages now. Mm-hmm. Um, and this won't be till December, by which point, you know, both Echo and Home would have been out for quite a long time. And but, I guess yeah. they've just been looking and thinking about how many iPhone owners might be buying an Echo and or Google Home and getting into those app ecosystems. And this yeah. is about saying, no, here's the one that runs all your Apple apps. Mm. Stay with us. I think, yeah, I think they're laughing. I think it's quite cool. And the fact that they've like let Google put Google, like, oh, yeah, we can have Google Assistant on iPhone now. But then Apple is just going to come back and say, well, here's one. Here's a better version of that thing that you won't really work properly with your Google Home. Um, and it's got way better sound quality because we have a hmm. Google Home. And when you do turn up the music, it doesn't sound great. <laughs> it's like it's acceptable and it's quite loud. Yeah. But it's not like premium audio quality. Um, and yeah, you can look up some recipes and stuff. But <laughs> I think maybe the market is still at the point where they care more about audio quality than yeah. the smart features. The smart features it's may because be that's what they can nail. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. That, but that is still, I think, quite a gimmicky thing. The people like, yeah, they like the idea of being able to say, "Can you order me a kettle?" Yeah. <laughs> but, well, Amazon's got that down. Yeah. But with the with the Google, I'm sitting at home, and even when I'm there on my own, I feel I feel weird talking to it. I know. Are, are you are you frequently sitting there on your own, <laughs> talking to your speaker? I get home before my husband's, but like, yeah, you say, "Okay, Google, set a timer for 35 minutes," and it's just a bit weird. Yeah. Does it, that does work, it, though. Does anybody else think it was a bit? Tacky, the way they did the pricing thing. Oh, that was absolutely like awful. Showing the prices of other things, Add, adding up a Sonos and an All Echo, and being like, "That would be three hundred dollars." Yeah. Wait, there's more. It's it was like, like an infomercial. It was. As seen on TV prices. Exactly. I didn't like that. Um, especially because it's totally misleading to just add up a Sonos and an Echo and say that would be this much. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, it's nonsense. So, what was the best thing to come out of WWDC, David? Watch OS four. Watch OS 4, strong. Real-time data transfer on Watch OS 4. Very exciting. <laughs> it's the nerdiest thing I've soon heard the, <laughs> soon, soon as the gym I go to gets there in 2023, it'll be great. What about you, Ashley? Um, I think the iMac Pro is exciting. Yeah. Not that I'll buy it, but yeah. <laughs> Dom? Uh, yeah, iMac Pro as well. I'm not really a big Apple guy generally, so uh, you know I wasn't that excited by many of the things on display but that was the only thing that made me immediately stop and go oh i want that and i'll never be able to own one you know it's crazy yes is it because it's nowhere near anything i'll (laughs) afford or you know need to use but it just made me go that's mental it looks great and the specs are absolutely absurd so we're hoping to get hands on some of the hardware um when apple lets us have it um so i the ipad pro will definitely be one that people listening to this will consider i imagine as a purchase but as Ashley says, iOS 11 is only a few months away. So if you've got an iPad Pro at the moment, do you need to upgrade? I wouldn't. I wouldn't upgrade from an iPad Pro 9.7 inch, unless unless you desperately need an even more powerful device. But yeah, you know, it's, it's a slightly bigger screen, better camera. You know, it's a bit better. It's a, it's um, well, it's like with most things with iPad, you should upgrade it probably every two years, if that. If you're on like an iPad Air 1 or something, now is a good time to update. My iPad's older than that. <laughs> iPad 4, the first one with Retina display. The uh, one before they... The two, one before, wasn't it? it was, oh, no. 
The Retina has been around for a while. It's the one before the iPad Air one. And That's I was the, used, that was the device that I use uh, to um, watch the keynote on. And then halfway through, I told Dom, uh, I, oh, I'll screenshot this, and I'll, I'll send you some pics. <laughs> and then, then she struggled. <laughs> Coming out that app, oh my, oh man, it took ages. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, but yeah, I've had that for like four years, and it's just about okay still. People don't really need much from iPads. That's that's the problem with um, adoption. Once everybody had an iPad, they don't really need to upgrade. And you still have to buy the the pencil and the keyboard separately. You don't have to buy the pencil. Do you need a pencil? You need the keyboard. I, if you yeah. buy an iPad Pro and you don't buy the keyboard or the pencil, you haven't gained anything apart from speed. Well, yeah, there are third party. <laughs> there are third party keyboards available. There are, but yeah, but they still cost the same, like a hundred quid. Less. I'm not having a go at Apple. I'm just saying put it in, <laughs> well, they should like, put it in the box. You know, I feel like you're having a go. You know, I just feel like I, I, if you have an, an iPad, <laughs> if you wanted an iPad uh, Pro 10.5 inch, yeah, yeah, why would you buy that if you didn't need the keyboard or pencil? Why would you not save like 300 taking... pounds? Because you iPad. like taking photographs at concerts with an enormous iPad. <laughs> get it well. Yeah, all right, get the pencil. Cool. No, I, which now, pencil. which, will you? No. Oh. <laughs> Maybe. And yeah. I saw the, yeah, I saw they even mentioned that you can buy a little holster for the pencil now. A little leather holster. We were talking about this, weren't we? We think they should do a, a case for the pencil that charges it. Yeah. Because like the way that you charge it, it's still a bit weird. How you whenever, I in... whenever I use the Apple Pencil, it's always run out of battery. So in the first 10 minutes when I'm supposed to be drawing pictures of my son on the iPad <laughs> is actually ask him going, Daddy, why is there no battery in the pencil? <laughs> <laughs> Even yeah. though it has quick charging. Your son has, a, your son has a great voice. Um, <laughs> anything, to, anything to add, anything to add Ashley? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, there's, no. still, there's still loads more in iOS, but... I don't think we need to talk about it at all. No. There's too much. <laughs> Nothing that jumps out that iPhone users will be excited about. Um, new live photos effects. Oh, new you can portrait loop, you can loop the stuff. bit of the live photo that you want, right? Yeah. Or yeah. set it as the main image. A bit like image. Boomerang. And yeah. then there's new... Oh, Apple Pay. Um, oh, yeah, you can there. do peer-to-peer That's quite cool. Oh, yeah, payments that's pretty cool. Apple Pay Cash, yeah. That is yeah. quite cool, actually. In um, fact, you know that that'll be a, like way less messy than the Google alternative. Yeah. <laughs> or the Facebook alternative. It'll be mm. really good. Uh, the control center got redesigned and you can customize it a little bit now and it's all on one page. Yep. The lock screen and notifications are the same thing now, so they're just combined. Yeah, the control center, the nerd in me was happy that you could, it's added, you know, along with the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. It's also yep. added a mobile data toggle on and off like that. Yep, and you can yeah. like press and hold so and see what that icon was. That's mobile data. I think so. That's a really good idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little, little uh, telephone mask. It did annoy me that they, because the control center used to be one page and they really unnecessarily made it two yeah. pages. Yeah. To go, to, what, to, go to music control. I know, and whenever you try to swipe the, the brightness on the control center, it always swiped to the music page. Mm. Really annoying. I find that very buggy as well when I pause my music sometimes and then go back to the the, the swipe on the right is just not there anymore. Yeah. And you have to go back in the app to open it. So work on that, developers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's all. Cool. Well, that's it, listener. Let's know. Dominic got a chance to say his last little bit. What, do you have another bit? I don't have another bit. Do I? You're should I have another bit? Bits. I thought, oh, sorry. I thought you get no, I wasn't. I wasn't it, was just, it just happened naturally. Sorry, sorry I, I didn't leave you out. Uh, I, I think the home pod is really, really ugly. That's oh, my I last bit. That. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that's a minority opinion. Other people seem to like it. I, I, I think quite like I'm, it. Not, I'm not sure it is. Though. Quite a few people on here were saying it was I, ugly. I think it's really fat. <laughs> I don't want to fat shame, but it looks base. really fat. How else can you filter those? What did you call them? Twitters in there? Tweeters. Woofers. Tweeters and woofers and sounders. I quite like it. I think it looks all right. I think it looks more premium than the Echo. Because in person, yeah. the, the Echo is, is just, it doesn't look great. Yeah, the Echo is not great looking. Um, 
but yeah. I love the design of the Google Home. I'll, I'll yeah, I think Google Home looks yeah. great. It's quite cool. That's probably the nicest looking one, but this is pretty good, in my opinion. I think the Siri belt on the top looks nice. They've changed the Siri logo as well, you see. It used to be like a calm wave. Now it's like an electric storm. Yeah, that. I didn't know. Colourful blob. Yeah, they've changed the, oh, they've changed the like icon. Change. Changed the icon. <laughs> Watch out for that, fellow nerds. Okay. <laughs> cool. Thanks a lot for listening. That was, uh, the f- I think, the first time on, on the Tech Weekly pod that we have ever done one Just topic. One uh, with Absolutely no relentless. A relentless, ooh, sorry, 42 minutes. <laughs> and now cool. we can't cut anything out because you know you've said 42 minutes. <laughs> and I swore and I mucked up the start. So if anyone got this far, thank you. We love you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, I didn't even do it around the room. WWDC or WWD... P. What does the P stand for? it piss. <laughs> I, I say WWD great. <laughs> oh no Ashley did you yeah, like it it was great yeah Dom WWDP oh, I guess he's pissed all over the home, home pod <laughs> this isn't suitable for kids is it really. <laughs> it's fine children don't listen to this podcast thanks a lot for listening everyone we'll be back next week with a more family friendly edition where we will even have some breaks and we might talk sense but thanks for my guests David Price Ashley Macro, and Dominic Preston see you next week bye, bye. UK Tech Weekly Podcast 